0: Anybody getting into the one-year Bible? A few of you? All right, I see a couple of you. Let me encourage you. If you're not reading the one-year Bible, read your Bible every day. Read your Bible every day. It's better than an apple a day. It's better than an apple a day. But eat your apple a day, too. But don't starve your spirit. Don't starve your soul without taking in the Word through the week. It's like not eating all week. Feed your spirit. Feed your heart so that when somebody pushes your button, the right thing comes out, not the wrong thing. If you're not filling your heart, if you're not filling your spirit, and let me tell you, your buttons are going to be pushed. They will be pushed, but what's going to come out? All right, 2 Samuel chapter 1. I'm going to read a pretty lengthy passage here because I've got to hit the beginning of it and I've got to hit the end of it. So let's just go through it all. It's not the whole reading, but this is today's reading, um, May 22nd. This is, I believe, the New Living Translation. All right, after the death of Saul, David returned from his victory over the Amalekites and spent two days in Ziklag. On the third day, a man arrived from Saul's army camp. He had torn his clothes and put dirt on his head to show that he was in mourning. He fell to the ground before David in deep respect. "'Where have you come from?' David asked. "'I escaped from the Israelite camp,' the man replied. "'What happened?' David demanded. "'Tell me how the battle went.' The man replied, "'Our our entire army fled from the battle. Many of the men are dead, and Saul and his son Jonathan are also dead.'" How do you know Saul and Jonathan are dead? David demanded of the young man. The man answered, I happened to be on Mount Gilboa, and there was Saul leaning on his spear with the enemy chariots and charioteers closing in on him. When he turned and saw me, he cried out for me to come to him. How can I help him, I asked. He responded, Who are you? I am an Amalekite, I told him. Then he begged me. Come over here and put me out of my misery, for I am in terrible pain and want to die. So I killed him, the Amalekite told David, for I knew he couldn't live. Then I took his crown and his armband, and I have and I've brought them here to you, my Lord. David and his men tore their clothes in sorrow when they heard the news. Verse 12. They mourned and wept and fasted all day for Saul and for Jonathan, and for the Lord's army and for the nation of Israel, because they had died by the sword that day. Then David said to the young man who brought the news, Where are you from? And he replied, I am a foreigner and Amalekite a who lives in your land. Why were you not afraid to kill the Lord's anointed one? David asked. Then David said to one of his men, Kill him. So the man thrust his sword into the Amalekite and killed him. You have condemned yourself, David said, for you yourself confessed that you killed the Lord's anointed one. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we just ask for your rhema word. We ask for the word that we need right now. We ask that, that this scripture that we have just read, Lord, that you would teach us Holy Spirit, but that, Lord, that, we would, that this word would sink down deep, that, Lord, we would hear your voice. Tonight, we've come in here, Lord, in great need. We are in great need of direction and vision And our next step, and Lord, your word tells us that you will lead us and guide us into all truth. And Lord, I'm here to say that I need to be led into truth. You are my leader, and I look to you. You are where my help comes from. I look to you and your word and your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I was reading over this on Monday, on Tuesday, and on Wednesday, and I was kind of struggling to know, what am I going to preach out of this? You know, sometimes I have to go back a day. Sometimes I just, sometimes we read, and it's just like, man, I didn't, I didn't get a lot from that. It's not that it wasn't there. Sometimes my mind is somewhere else. Sometimes I'm running a 1,000 miles an hour, and I miss it. And I was going over this and going over this, reading over the New Testament, reading over the Proverbs, reading over the Psalms. And I went back, and I reread the beginning of this, and it, again, is about... David not killing the king. Right? Do you remember, David has had many opportunities here. And sure enough, here comes the Amalekite saying, the man wanted to be killed, so I helped him out. And in Saul's mind, it's what he wanted. He wanted to be killed. He wanted it over. But David said, don't you have any respect for this man, this man, the king, God's anointed one. So immediately, it came to my spirit, it came into my, my mind, David was a man after God's own heart. Now, we've all heard that scripture over and over. I would assume you have. Let's look at it real quick. Acts 13, 22 says, But God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. Man, what a word. So I start thinking, what is a man after God's own heart? Personally, I want to be a man after God's heart. I want to be a man that God says I am after his, his heart. So who was David? And I know that we've been over this, but I want to go back and revisit this just a little bit. Have you ever thought about what makes a man? For God to say, that man's after my heart. So what, do I, what did I do? And what do I, I want to ask you? Okay, what are the characteristics of David? What characteristics does David have? Can I ask you all that? And I literally, here in just a minute, want you to shout out a couple. I'm going to start. I'm going to give you the first one. Kind of help get the ball rolling. But I thought, you know what? We, we need something to click. When we come to church, we need to go home with something and apply it to our life. And if I could change the kind of man that I am, according to God's Word, that would be a good thing to go home with. Men and women, when I say man, I mean that universally. I want to go home different. I want to make sure that I am making a step toward God, not a step away from Him. So, what's a characteristic of David? I want you to just start thinking. What is one? One that you would shout out. And I'll start with one. And we'll start with this scripture right here. In that David understood kingdom authority. Even when that authority was trying to kill him, Saul was literally trying to kill him. He went to have dinner with the family, he went to have dinner with his team. Next thing you know a spear is being slung right next to him. What was that? Well, that's the king trying to kill you. Oh, maybe I should go. Remember? Twice did he try to kill him. Then he started hunting him. David had to run. David had to go hide. He hid in caves. He hid here. He hid there. Saul would find out where he was. They would run after him. David had men around him knowing what was going on. Say, so David, you need to move. He moved. Here comes Saul. And you remember, Saul was looking for him. Went and went into the cave to relieve himself. David, His men said, David, here's your chance. Let's get him. David said, no, I will not kill the man of God. So what did he do? He took a little something from him. Saul exited. David said, look what I got. I could have killed you, but I didn't. Remember what Saul said? You're a better man than me. I'm going to leave you alone. And what he meant was, I'm going to leave you alone until I get mad again. Then I'm going to chase you down again. And again, David had the chance. Saul was asleep. And David went and cut some stuff off of him. said, got you again. David wouldn't do it. And then here's a man showing up saying, Saul was dying, I killed him. What did David do? Killed him. You should not have touched the man of God. I want to encourage you tonight, when we start to consider the characteristics of David, kingdom authority. I think so many times the church especially misses this. I know the world misses this, but do you know that it says that all authority, all authority, has been placed over you by God for your benefit. So I would just encourage you to take a step toward God and honor that authority. Come under that authority. If it is abusive, if it is off scripturally, then get out from under it. But be careful how you get out from under it. That you don't burn bridges, burn godly bridges as you go out. David had the right to kill Saul according to the world. Everyone knew it. Even Saul knew it. But David was not living according to the world. He was living according to God. A man after God's own heart. A man after God's own heart. So, let me ask you. What's a characteristic of David? Okay, that's my last one. Let's let's not do that one yet. Brave, brave. Okay, two. Let's stop there. Say it again. Good. Worship, worship, and hang on just a second. I'll let y'all shout it out. Worship and brave. Okay, that's two I had. Good. Um, you know what David was known as a warrior. Saul killed his thousands. David killed his ten thousands. David didn't mess around. I believe when David showed up, the other team got weak in the knees. Who's here? David. Oh, no. But David didn't, wasn't just a warrior. He, he warred with the Word of God. When he showed up on the battlefield... He warred with God's Word. I'm going to put two together with what um, uh, Robert said. He was a warrior. He was, he was a fighter. But he also inquired of God. In his battles, when he would show up for battle, he would have sought the Lord. Can I show you? Let's look at it. Second Samuel chapter 2, verse 1. Uh, I'm going to, uh, let's see. Actually, uh, uh, Blake, go back. I'm still right in order. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17. When the Philistines had heard that David had been anointed king of Israel, they mobilized all their forces to capture him. But David was told they were coming, so he went into the stronghold. The Philistines arrived and spread out across the valley of Rephraim. So David asked the Lord. Now, David's the king. And kings don't ask anybody anything. We did the king and I, and the king said to his son, don't ask question. You're the king. That's the way kings thought. They know everything. They don't need any help. Just line up behind me or you can die. But here's David seeking God, the king. Does anybody gra- What I'm trying to grasp is you should seek the Lord in your decisions. Why? Because when we ask, I call, he answers, and he comes to my rescue, and I want to be where you are. I don't want to be fighting an enemy and God not be there. I'd rather be where you are, and if the enemy's there, fine, we'll go ahead and kill them, but if not, we'll do what we're doing. Maybe I shouldn't even be at that battle. Just a thought. But he sought the Lord, the king who knows everything. He inquired. Again, in today's reading, 2 Samuel chapter 2, the next chapter says, After this, David asked the Lord, Should I move back to one of the towns of Judah? What I find so amazing is this is just a basic question. This isn't, should I go fight this enemy? This is, should I move over here? Do you see that David sought God in his decisions? We want to be people after God's own heart. Then we follow after those that were after God's own heart. Jesus was one who was perfectly in tune with the Father. Right? We should follow him. what he did was what the Father told him to do. Do you see that what David did was what the Father told him to do? Do you catch the connection? I want to be moving toward God. Uh, worship. Uh, I think one of the one of the things you're referring to, and um, I'm going to kind of... Maybe take one away from y'all if, uh, if I say this. But when David got up and worshiped after his son had died, do you remember he, he, he didn't eat, he fasted, he prayed, he, he, he wept for days. And finally he heard his guys talking and he knew, my son must be dead. So what did he do? He got up, he cleaned himself up, he got him something to eat, and he worshiped a man after God's own heart but why why was his son dying why did his son die he was quick to repent it was because of his sin it was the sin of bathsheba and bathsheba's husband if you yeah, hopefully you know the story first off it was the time that the king should have been at war but he didn't go first mistake how many of you know a lot of times we won't get in trouble if we're not in the wrong place? If I'm in the right place, I won't get in trouble. It's what Elizabeth and I with our children try to do is make sure that we help them know to be in the right place so that they're not in the wrong place. Well, that's what the Lord wants to do. He wants to make sure you're in the right place, the place of blessing, the place of protection, the place of abundance, the place of provision, not the place of sin and immorality and danger can y'all see the father as parents can you see the father as we talk Sunday morning about the father can you see it I start getting excited here for just a minute I start to see father God working through us being obedient to his word but David had sinned he was supposed to be at war he wasn't he was up on top of his roof and spotted a naked woman. And he's the king, so what does he do? He takes advantage of it. Then he finds out she's pregnant, so he goes and takes care of him. Long story short, he wound up having the husband killed. Nathan showed up to give him a little parable, a little story. King, let me tell you a story. What would you do to a guy if if a family was raising this little animal and it was all that they had and just took so great care of it and somebody showed up and just killed it took it away well that man should die Nathan said that man is you you know what David said it was me I did it God forgive me he could have had Nathan killed right there he could have covered it up easily and no one could have said anything about it but he didn't He repented. A man after God's own heart is not a perfect man. We're not perfect. David was far from perfect. But when David sinned, he repented. Not only that, he had consequences to that sin. And when the consequences were dealt with, he worshiped. To put along with worship, I believe he was a praiser like we have never seen before. I believe he sat out in the fields watching the sheep, writing praise songs to God. Singing songs to the Lord. He was a worshiper. Does anybody else want to shout anything else out? I've kind of covered most of them. i got one more. i got two more. One that my dad said. Dedicated. Is that what he said? Absolutely dedicated. Passionate. What'd you say? Say it again. I've never known you to be quiet. (laughs) Repentant. Yes, he would own his sin. He danced before the Lord. Oh, that was part of what Daryl said. He worshiped and he didn't care who he did it in front of. The king's walking. And don't forget, it was David that said, we need the ark. The ark got stolen. It's time to go back and get it. What did he desire? The presence of the Lord. And when he got it, he was so full of that presence that he danced with all his might. Didn't care who was looking. His wife got onto him. What did David say? I'll be even worse than that, sweetie. He ain't seen nothing yet. you've you've not seen it sweetie you're missing it if the same thing that was in, in me that was in you you'd be dancing with me he was a worshiper he was a praiser he desired the presence of the Lord you know what he went after the ark and messed up he did it wrong How many of you have had the right heart for the right thing but just did it the wrong way? Have you ever done that? You're trying to do the right thing. You just messed it up. And you know what we do as Christians? Well, that must not have been God. I must have missed that. Where were you, God? Well, I was here. I'm ready. I'm ready to help you. I'll help you. So what did David do? He got got upset. His buddy died. Do y'all remember? They went and put it on a new cart. Now, do you know who put it on a new cart? The Philistines put it on a new cart to send it back to, uh, to the Israel. So David put it on a new cart. He did it the world's way. The world's way for, the, for, the, for the, the world that brought it, they didn't pay that penalty. But David paid that penalty. David should have known. We're Christ followers. We're supposed to know Christ and follow Christ. But the world put it on a cart. Do you remember they stuck, they stuck a, a, um, a cow on the cart and they said, we'll know it's God if this cow knows where to go. Well, as soon as they let go of the cow, there it goes. Well, okay, that was God. No wonder we've got tumors and everything else. So there goes the cart. So David says, let's go get it. He gets it on a new cart. They go ro- rolling. They hit a pothole. The thing starts to fall off. One of the guys reaches out to grab it. God strikes him dead. David said, "Uh uh-oh, something's wrong. Don't touch it. Leave it right there. Let's get it into Obed-Edom's house. Let's let him be blessed for a few months, and let's leave. I don't want to die, and I don't want you to die. So what did he do? He went back and he studied. It's supposed to be carried by a certain person. There's supposed to be poles through it. There's a proper way to bring in the presence of the Lord. Church, there's a proper way to bring in the presence of the Lord. He will come every time. Every time. And he he went and got it. He went and got the presence of the Lord. I'm out of time. So we'll end with the last one. And if we can, let's go back to Acts chapter 13, verse 22. God removed Saul, replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. Ultimately, David was completely obedient to God. Wholeheartedly obedient. We're not here to be like David. We're here to follow Christ. But David showed us a man that was after God's heart. And I want to be a man after God's heart. I want Church on the Hill to be a church after God's heart. The church is not this building. The church is us. And we are the bride of Christ. We are are to be preparing ourselves for the bridegroom to come. And the way that we prepare ourselves is by getting to know him. How in the world could David have the intimate relationship with God that he had? You know, he sat before the Lord in the presence of the Lord. What was he doing? It was new covenant stuff that he was doing in the old covenant. He understood something we, they didn't understand. He danced before the Lord as the king. Nobody would ever done that before. Why? Because he was in tune with God, not with man. When he showed up to Goliath, it's why. He didn't hear what man was saying. He heard what God was saying. This doesn't line up. Somebody go kill this 10-foot doofus and let's move on. You, you won't? Why not? Well, he's scary and he's ugly. I don't see that. I see an enemy that's going to go down. What are you facing? Inquire of God. Worship him. Praise him. Get to know him. Obey him. Follow him. When he says move, we move. And watch the enemy crumble. Watch the Lord start to exalt you. Watch these enemy words coming at you be rejected. Just watch. Amen. Amen. Get in your one year. The Lord just spoke all that to me from the one year. This one day's reading. It was enough food for me for today. Tomorrow's a new day. i got to eat again. And you know what? God's got another great word for me to help move me closer to Him. Amen. Y'all stand up with me and let's pray. Father, I want to be where you are. And Father, you sent your Holy Spirit so that you could be with us at all times. Holy Spirit, I just ask you to fill me. I ask you to fill this church. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Lead us and guide us into all truth. But, Father, help us to recognize our great need to ask you for help with some of the simplest of questions that we would ask and you would answer. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. Your next step, there's an order behind that step. God is wanting to give you an order to follow. Lord, we ask, what is that? What is my next step? Lead us and guide us. Father, we just come with a repentive heart, just asking you, Lord, to forgive us of what sins that we've, we've walked in here with. Lord, we just inquire of you. David inquired of the Lord when there was a, uh, a drought. What is wrong? What has gone wrong, God? Because what's happening in my life doesn't make sense. It doesn't line up with your word. Why is there a drought? And the Lord showed him the mistake. Lord, if we've covered some sin, we don't even realize it's there. Lord, uncover it. Let us be free to walk in your full blessing and your full power. Bless us, Lord. Just pray for this church. Pray for the staff. I pray for all the children's workers and the youth, all of those that are serving. Lord, I just just pray over this church, Lord, that we would be a church after your heart. Thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have Have a great night.